Good morning. It is time to wake up and be wealthy. Grab your cup of coffee or tea because we are going to have an amazing conversation with my new friend Priscilla. Welcome to the show. Hello. Hello, everybody. <laughs> I just love your energy already. So I just know this is going to be a really good episode. And we're talking about something so beautiful, how to be a soulful leader, which I think is not always something that we talk about. So I'm excited to bring this to all of our listeners. So what does it mean to you to be a soulful leader? Let's start there. It means acknowledging first and foremost that A, we have valuable talents and skills and gifts to share. Like we already have those. I would say even at a soul level where we are born with built-in juiciness already to share and be that drum roll we are already leaders because we exist in my body of work the soul fluent leadership archetypes leadership is defined as contribution so we all contribute right mothers janitors teachers parents um coaches consultants what have you ceos managers, we're all contributing, we're all sharing, imparting our gifts to create an output, something better. And so by default, if you follow that definition, that leadership is contribution, therefore we are all leaders. And that can be a bit, as we were just talking about, can be a bit of a, uh, say what? <laughs> uh, me, not me, like other people, but not little old, tiny you know, me. And I think a part of our invitation to look at who am I as a leader? Do I want to lead? What does that even mean to me? Is to be just to, to just kind of step away from those old notions of a, a white man in a suit in a, in a, you know, I don't know, one of those little briefcases or somebody with accolades and all this expertise, like this, these notions that we have of what leaders are, what makes a leader. And then it's kind of like, you're either that or you're not. And how about we just level the playing field and say, look, we're all leaders. We've all got a heart. We all know that change is possible. We've got so much goodness to share. So then the good news is that we get to then consciously explore and play with the notion, okay, if I were to be a leader, if I want to step into my leadership, what do I want that to look like? What kind of like ice cream flavors do I want to have? Like what values do I want to represent and share and embody? Do you want to be about integrity and generosity or kindness, you know, or about abundance and well-being, what is it? And so it's really a beautiful, fertile ecosystem to play and to acknowledge our power and our brilliance, which can also be scary because if we acknowledge it, then, then we have to really be conscious and aware about what we're going to choose to do with that. And I don't believe in, you know, I hear a lot in the coaching world, oh, you know, the world needs you now. You've got to get step up. You got to, and I understand all that. And I still believe in your power to choose. You get to choose how, you know, and leadership can take many different forms. It can be entrepreneurship. It can be in a company. It can be at home as a, as a mom. It can be volunteering. It can be a hodgepodge. 
you get to define that. And that's both exciting and liberating because it requires us to really be accountable and take responsibility for who we are being in the world. I know that was a mouthful. (laughs) It was beautiful. And I think when we choose, it's a want to, not a have to. Yes, exactly. That's what I believe. I don't think, you know, choosing to lead out of obligation just feels heavy. And I, that inner rebel in me is like, no, I'm not gonna. You don't get to tell me what to do. I'm gonna define what I want to do because I'm the queen. I'm the princess of my kingdom. And hello. <laughs> and no. Um, and nobody's gonna tell me what to do. I get to decide. And so I think that's where it's really powerful and scary because then we really can't blame anyone else. We can't put it on someone else, the responsibility. We get to choose what that gets to look like. And I'm not saying that it might always look and feel perfect. You know, there might be extenuating circumstances to the choices that we end up making, but really being a soulful leader means really being honest and true with yourself every step of the way. What matters to me? What are my values? Really staying aware and acknowledging you know, to me, the energy of soul is the energy of truth and love, right? Truth is a beautiful thing. It's a loving act of kindness. And love is a super magical high frequency, right? Which I believe always changes things for the better. So if we're really stepping into the energy of what's true for us and what is a loving choice for us and others, then we can then step into what being a soulful leader can look like and lead from the truest, most beautiful part of ourselves which is our soul and to that point when because when we do connect with our soul it is so powerful but I feel like when you've lost yourself like maybe you've been burnt out or you've been raising babies or you know you've just been putting in so many hours at work that you forget who you are it, it it feels almost impossible to connect with your soul so if someone is experiencing that right now and they're like I so like deeply desire to be a soulful leader, but I don't even know who I am right now. Coach, coach them through that. Like what, what would that is be- a great question. I burned out twice and I lost vitality, hunger, desire. My sense of identity was really completely upside down and in question. Um, and I think first bringing grace, to that experience as just a pause and a breath and say, I'm going to be, have, create some space for grace here. Just like, okay, this is where I am. And, you know, when we burn out, when we push too hard, as I, most of us tend to do, there is usually a disconnection and a misalignment from the truth of who we are. Usually there are embedded beliefs that have caused us to choose certain behaviors or to make certain choices that did not put us at the forefront. You know, our well-being somehow suffered, right? Like for me, working 12-hour days meant that the belief was I'm not good enough. So if I work really hard, I can prove that I am worthy and I am good enough. But the truth And the loving truth of me is that I am enough. So if I were to choose from that place, what is, what can I choose then? And so I think, I think it's time for grace and for some pause, you know, just some space to reflect because when you're so busy and doing so much, it can be really hard to even stop to think, but more importantly, to feel right. Cause that can feel scary to feel grief, sadness, anger, frustration, loss, 
I think so much of us still have all of that. I've been feeling a lot of that lately and it's hard, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, And then also to start to do things that bring you joy can be simple things so that you start to reconnect what desire feels like for you. Again, what, what nourishment really feels for you and understanding that you are probably going through a shift an evolution of sorts and that who, you know, who you're becoming may be different. You know, the things that you liked, you didn't like your friendships maybe are changing your business or your career definitions might change, but this is a great opportunity to step into what feels most true for you now and to what, and I think the ultimate question is how do you make choices that support your growth and your well-being versus choices that, whether consciously or unconsciously throw you under the bus. I love when you said making choices that support your well-being. How many decisions are we making from that place, right? Like, are we stopping and saying, does this support my well-being? Yeah, because wealth, you know, I have a a genetic predisposition to blood clots and I've had several issues with blood clots over the last few years. You know, I got COVID a couple of months ago. Thankfully, I'm really on the mend now. But one of the things about being wealthy is understanding our sense of well-being and, and health, right? And I think especially as we've seen people get sick or ourselves getting sick, we go, oh, crap, you know, my wealth starts with my well-being. It's hard to feel wealthy. I don't know how much money you have. If you feel like crap, you know, if you're overburdened, if you're over stretch if if you just look at your calendar and you can't find any room to breathe you wonder how on earth am i going to feel good you know um so these are just things to i think contemplate because when you make questions make choices from a a big like an important value like your well-being or time having time and freedom with your family or not having to trade time for money. When you get clear on okay, the desire, I always say that desire is your soul talking to you. Ooh. Oh, that is so good. I uh, never yeah. thought about it that way. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, desire. that is juicy. Desire yeah. is your soul talking to you. Yeah, it whispers. Sometimes it gets louder. And a soul desire is always based on something that feels so pure and true, right? Because remember, the energy of soul is of truth and love. Because you can have, oh, I want to make a million dollars. But is that a soul desire? Is that like, oh, I think that this desire, if I have that, then everything will be okay, right? And again, there's nothing wrong with that. It's just about, is this like a genuine, like, in my soul, it feels like what I want versus oh, I guess I need to, if I have that, then I will feel a certain way. Well, what's the soul desire that already, the soul desire feels good the moment you you have it versus an ego or mind desire that you're like, okay, that's good. If I do this, then I'll do that. You know, you know what I mean? It's a different oh, thing. That's so good. Yeah. That so, is what yeah. me for life. Like that was so good. Oh, I'm so glad. Yeah. So I say, uh, desire those your soul speak, uh, whispering to you the path that is truest for you. And so 
um, I always talk to clients, I call it the dare, right? You know, the desire is always first, like what is really speaking to you and calling to you? And sometimes it shifts and sometimes it's still bubbling, you know, but there's always an essence, a feeling, a longing that's there. And then there's alignment. What are the actions and choices and beliefs that will support and align with that desire? And then resilience, you know, what will support you through the bumps and the conflict and the breakdowns? And then what kind of new version of you are you embodying, right? Values, what principles, what um, feelings are you really embodying moving forward? And so it kind of ends up spelling dare, um, but it really it's a dare with yourself and your soul to be soulful, to listen to what's true and loving for you, to choose loving choices for yourself and to dare to lead, right? To put your neck out for something that matters, to confront the tiger that is your fears and to confront naysayers, haters, and, and also all the conditioning that we've had, cultural, familial, patriarchal, marketing world, all this stuff that says you should do all these things and then to dare to take your soul's path that will never look like anyone else's, right? We are born with soul blueprints that are show our unique path to wealth, you know, um, we have wealth codes within us. And so we each have a special, you know, way of co-creating that, you know, and I work in the Akashic Records, which is all soul level deep work of how to understand your leadership. And my work is archetypal based, you know, we all have archetypes of how we're meant to lead in business from a soul level, understanding what our soul level gifts are. And so I think really what we are feeling a pull towards this ascension of leadership to lead more from our soul, to lead from love and truth, and to lead really ultimately leading from your soul is to lead from a higher level of consciousness, of awareness, of choice where the things that you use to lean on to feel better, to get ahead, to be wealthy, to make more money, those paradigms are not working anymore. And that's okay. Part, maybe part of your body of work, maybe part of what you're here to do is to create these new paradigms that we're ushering forward. Maybe you're a disruptor, maybe you're more of a mystic, a healer, you know, an intuitive. Um, maybe you're more about community building, you know, whatever that thing is, it's an opportunity to be more conscious and more aware of what your talents are, and then making conscious choices about how you choose to apply them in any and all areas of your life, the really true self leadership, and 100% responsibility for your life. And that's not always a fun pill to swallow. <laughs> well, and I think, you know, it's, it's so much inner work. It is. And that's not always easy to do. We're not always ready for that inner work. But once you are, it can just be so profound to really move forward and be the true soulful leader that you're already destined to be like, she's there, she's hanging out, she's waiting. Right. And I, I believe in divine timing. It's we're not always ready. And, you know, patience is not always easy either. Oh, I hate patience. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ugh. Like we want the big goals and whether, you know, 
it's our ego talking or our soul talking like we want those big goals we desire them on some level and they never happen i shouldn't say never they tend to not happen in the time that we want them to happen and that's not easy tell, tell me about it oh my gosh me and time and patience oh <laughs> such a fisticuffs like yeah like wrestling match and that's part of the untangling of the notions of time notions of what we feel we need to have and it's always an opportunity for personal inquiry and curiosity um, and anytime I find myself grasping onto oh I need this I need this okay so what's really what do I really think I need in order to be okay to be in control to feel secure to feel happy to feel abundant to feel wealthy you know got to ask more questions we've got to be good police officers police people of our own inner you know systems i 100 percent agree so for those that want to connect with you how can they connect what do you have going on tell us all the things yeah so uh, you can go to my website priscillastefan.com i have a free quiz where you can identify which of your fluent leadership archetype you are there are five the mystic visionary strategist explorer and divine feminine i know that's a lot but just go to the website there's a, there's also my book a print and kindle which is the soul fluent leadership business guide it shows you based on your archetype how to apply your archetype into multiple very practical ways in business or marketing business model content and all the things and I do one-on-one -on -one work and I use the Akashic Records so that we combine the soul and the strategy together for business. And I work with conscious women, business owners who already have a foundation and established, you know, container for their work where they know what they're doing, they're already doing it and they want to amplify it or grow a body of work. And they want to really get the guidance from their soul on how to, on how to do that. Wow. That's really unique. I love that. Thank what's you. And your, I also, sorry, go ahead. What's your favorite part of working with women, like, and seeing them connect? To it's, their it's really seeing how magnificent they are and how they step into their own power and to really see what they create, these bodies of work that are really deeply and highly transformational. Um, and every time I go into the Akashic Records, I really never know what their guides are going to say. So it's always fascinating and or inspiring to hear the very practical guidance you know, and it's very detail oriented from sometimes, you know, writing sales pages to outlines of books to what the marketing plan is and all these things. And so it can be very rich and profound. Um, and the energy of the Akashic Records is the energy of love and truth. So it really shifts you. It, it connects you to something greater than yourself or deeper parts of yourself. Um, and it's just really fascinating um, to watch. And I also teach Akashic Records, like for people that wanna learn how to read the, their own Akashic Records or the Akashic Records of others. So it's really, you know, a place where people can truly lead from their soul and um, live their purpose through business, lead soulfully and be a spiritual leader and a soulful leader for themselves and their others. So, yeah. <laughs> I love it so much. And my favorite question to end with is what does it mean to you to be wealthy? To live a happy life, day to day, moment to moment, a life where each day is in alignment with what matters most to me. Alignment is everything.
Yes, it is. And that's in my book. Yes. It is everything. <laughs> I've experienced a lot of realignment this last year and it feels really, really good. It does. It's a game changer. That's when you really feel wealthy and it's and yes. wealthy beyond just the dollars. Like wealth, it just feels so good when there's a sense of genuine abundance from the inside out. I would agree 100%. So thank you so much for coming on today's episode. Connect with Priscilla, give her a hello. Do you hang out on social media at all? Yes, I'm on Instagram, Priscilla okay. Stefan, and on Facebook and LinkedIn. Awesome. So good to say hi to her. Thank you so much for your time and all your love and energy today. It means so, so much to all of our listeners and me. Thank you so much, Nellie, for having me. Bye, everyone.